Hello and welcome to the spiritguides.co.uk network radio show with your host, Mark Chatterton. Tonight, we are pleased to welcome on the show Angela Donovan, who is a well-known psychic, spiritual mentor and broadcaster. Angela has worked with several well-known figures over the years, including the Radio 2 disc jockey Johnny Walker, psychic investigator Jane Goldman, who is also the wife of Jonathan Ross, and Hollywood actor Johnny Depp. She is also the author of the books The Secrets of Psychic Success and The Hidden Oracle of India. We are privileged to be talking to Angela tonight about her latest book, The Wish, which is soon to be published by Hodder and Stoughton. So welcome, Angela. Thank you very much. It's great to be with you. Okay. First of all, I'd like to ask you, Angela, is how did all this start for you? Have you always been psychic or was there one particular event that triggered it all off? That is such a major question to ask. <laughs> I, um, I truly believe I came into this life with that inner sense of my life is going to be a spiritual life. And when I was three, and that's when I really think you're in your body when you're three years old and onwards, um, I did have what people would call a calling. Um, I had a voice that was an outer voice calling me. And um, it was from what was said at that moment, which was very simple and obviously calling my name to start with, that um, I recognized there, it was a reminder, if you like, that, look, this is who you are, just remember that, this is your life. And that's what I felt I got. So I never lost it from that moment on. And um, it followed me through my childhood, questioning and wanting to know more. And my greatest... Um, want, if you like, as a child, was to seek knowledge and wisdom. I mean, who does that as a child? I'm thinking, <laughs> what was I? <laughs> so, so that, yeah, sorry. sorry that, that explains it in a way, I, I hope. Yeah, so obviously um, you, you grew up and did you have lots of psychic experiences, as, say, as a teenager and then as you... I, I as did. You... I, I was a twin um, and we were both... Um, telepathic all the time and so that was like learning um, and I thought everybody experienced that so she and I used to have our communications and have great fun with it and of course the more we did that the stronger it became so all through childhood that was going on and I would um, you know go past the grown-ups and I would hear them talking about someone or something and I would suddenly get a message which was right in my head and so I would stop and go oh but it's all right because this is going to happen and then that'll be all right and then I'd just walk on and of course once you start doing that he was getting more and more so my mother just got used to it so um, I, I've just carried on I following that path um it never blocked when i was at school because i had that inner belief that this was real and what school was teaching me they missed the point um and i went to a convent that helped um <laughs> thinking, they don't know they don't know what i know and so i must have been a terrible child <laughs> and then I um, I was asked in fact when I was 17 if I would go and do a church fate stand in for somebody because the vi local vicar had noted that I did these things somebody had spoken <laughs> and that started me on the charity circuit 
um, which I've been doing all my life, in fact. So I understand that um, you had a career in London, first of all, and then you, you sort of developed more uh, the psychic side once that career was finished. Is that correct? Yes, I mean, it, it, I, I suppose I tried to follow the materialistic lifestyle. You know, you've got to go out and work, you've got to make money. And um, I did a number of, you know, typical jobs when I started, um, but I went into finance. Um, and I believed, you know, it's not just the world is your oyster, the universe is your oyster. So I thought, well, if I'm going to go into this work, you know, I've got to do a lot, got to make big time, you know, and take it seriously. And, and I did that. But all the time, you know, in the evenings and lunch times, you know, everybody around me would be saying, well, we've got somebody who wants an appointment or wants to see you. I booked you in the boardroom. And so I was exhausted doing these two jobs until I met my husband. And it was thanks to him saying, this is crazy. You know, you love this work. I'll support you. You go ahead and do it full time. And that changed everything. So how long have you actually been doing this then, since then? Well, on the full-time side, I would say it's um, mumble, mumble, 20 years. Right. (laughs) Um, Don't ask more, okay? No, no. Obviously, from reading your your biography, you've sort of counselled or been the spiritual mentor to quite a lot of well-known figures. Are you able to tell us anything about any of these people that you've met? I, I would say, look... All, all the people that I can assist um, in, on their journey, I will do so. And some of the, um, I was going to say famous or infamous ones, you know, are perhaps more in need than anyone else because they're in positions where um, they lose, or they don't recognize themselves anymore. If, you, if that makes sense. And I'd rather leave it as an overall thing I'm talking about because obviously anything else is um, lost with me because I, when I work as a medium, I work in trance, in light trance, admittedly, but I actually lose all the memory of um, any, anything that gets passed through. Uh, That's I know, a good one, isn't it? So yeah, I can't answer yeah, yeah. those. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that the country of India has been a big influence on you and that your experiences with the, is it the Nadi palm leaf readers yeah. uh, led to you writing this book, The Hidden Oracle of India. Could you tell us a little bit about these people and what they do? This came about through what I believe when you're on your real path, your, the, your purposeful path in life, all the synchronicities start to come into play. And, um, my darling husband, Andrew, had um, said to me, um, you know, we'd never really wanted to do India. Some people do, some people don't. But we had an invitation to go to a wedding, and um, he said, oh, let's go. And I said, pardon? He's not the sort of man that would want to do that suddenly. And he said, no, come on, let's go. And we were about to go when a friend phoned from L.A. and said to me, well, you can't possibly go unless you go and see the Nardis. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And, of course, she worked with um, Deepak Chopra. And um, I said, well, he's just come back. This was in 2004. And um, so she got me the details in order that we could, if you like, pop in uh um, on our way to um, going to Kashmir, as one does with a flipping (laughs) wedding. (laughs) And um, so we did this. And, of course, my darling husband said, 
you know, I'll go, you know, because you want me to, you know, I'm doing it for you. But of course, what took place with the Nardi palm leaf reading was um, staggering and astounding and um, shocked him deeply to the core because they take a print of your thumb and on that thumb, it's not like a thumb print for the police, it's little markings that they look for on the thumb and there are 108 categories that they hold and these categories were, if you like, thought up and arranged going back 5,000 years and were um, held by adept ones from the time of Lord Shiva um, and written up over 2,000 years ago on all of humanity. Now, that sounds a bit mind-blowing, but what, um, through Shiva, happened was that he vowed that he would write up on every single person that was going to live in our world. And he did. And then the leaves, which are literally from palms, which all the Asia people used to write on. They didn't use paper. And um, so they were written up eventually in ancient Sanskrit. And um, from your category, they can literally hone down to try and find you. So there are hundreds and hundreds of bundles of your category you have to sit and go through to find you the one leaf which is yours okay so quite a long story it is <laughs> but obviously um if people want to find out more about it there's there's a section on your website especially about that isn't there there is yeah. and as i say and, and the book is still doing the rounds um which can be bought. And the, our idea was that, you know, if we shared our experience, mine, which is a spiritual journey, and my husband's, which was, oh, my God, what is this? <laughs> the cynic. Um, and it balanced so well in a book for people to be able to understand and go with it. So it has all the details that people can actually take the journey on their own if they want to. But of course, what we found out was most people want us to go with them and take them. <laughs> I see. <laughs> so we do go two or three times a year. Um, just moving on to your other book, The Secrets of Psychic Success. That, mm. was, that was very well received. And I heard that many teachers who help people develop their psychic side use it as a sort of textbook. Why, why do you think it was so successful? Ooh, why do I think? Um, I'm very practical and logical and down-to-earth in my being and the way I um, work. And I, I felt that, you know, if you're going to work through something, you've got to understand it. And whatever work you do in your life, you've truly got to know why you're doing it, what is it all about, and how does it work. So that's how I um, was led to do this after years of my own experiences and, and learning. So I made it into um, a methodical approach, um, covering my experiences and my adventures, um, and also giving people that A, B, C, how to find their intuition, how to literally dig the psychic out of them. And, and I believe that that's assisted a lot of people as their um, manual in, in the work they want to do. So uh, let's move on to The Wish now, which is your latest book, which is going to be published next week. Um, before we go into it, could you tell us about what actually led you to, to write this book? Well, 
after doing everything I do, as I say, has got the spiritual side to it. And the more I've um, learned and discovered, the more I've been concentrating on the power of consciousness and the power of our minds and how we can use thought. And I believe that our thoughts hold power. And it's due to the power of thought that we can create. So my feeling was it was the right time now when so many people are fearful of what lies ahead that to have a book where they can actually create from their thoughts through a process which is very simple for them to follow, they can actually create what they wish for in their lives. Put quite simply, this book takes them through their journey to find themselves and then create their wish. Because what is it that stops us? Most of the time, it's fear. You know, I can't do that. I, I You know, I, I, I'm so frightened or I'm so worried about my life. And all of this belief system blocks us from our true fulfillment, our path. So if I could assist in some way by doing a book that helps people recognize their fears, actually recognize who they are, their role in life, because we all have a role and we all have talent, know what your talent is, and actually start working with it. That's really why I wrote the book, and to give people the fun and adventure of their lives, which I don't think was really set up very well for us as kids. No, the, the way the system works and everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've just com- finished reading The Wish myself. And, oh, wow. Uh, I, obviously, I, I make sure that if I'm re- interviewing someone, I, I do read their books first, so, so I do understand what's going on. Um, but what I was going to say with you about The Wish is, as I understand it, it's not just about one big wish, but perhaps lots of different wishes. Would you agree there? Yes. Yes, because you know we can have major wishes, which really would be life-changing, and we can have small um, thought wishes in a day. And I know for a fact, as I even sit at my desk, as I am at the moment, and I've got a lovely view outside of lawn and green, and I often put out a wish for the day of what I'd like today. So they're small little wishes. And why can't we have small little wishes? We can create them and then they can form and come about. Yeah, absolutely. Have you tried any yet? <laughs> um, well, yes, I'll share this with you because I was, I was reading a bit the other day about sort of thinking about someone you hadn't seen for a long time and you, you get a phone call and so on. Well, yeah. that, that actually happened to me within about an hour of thinking of some, one of my friends I hadn't seen for a long time or heard from and he ha- happened to ring me within about an hour of, of me thinking that. I love it. Yeah. And that, he, that means he was a little slow. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does say that it could be straight away or it could take a little bit of time, doesn't it? So, yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. And, and it really is amazing. But if you do this on, on other occasions for other things, you'll find amazing things start to happen. And the more you do it, the more everything can come into place for you. That's good. Because what I was going to say also, in, in the wish, you talk about a thing called the soul test, 
which, yes. which you carry out on yourself before you go on with the wish. Um, you say in the wish that when you first discovered this technique that it blew you away. Why, what makes the soul test so important? Because so many times we as humans rely on the outside force of, of people out there, whether it's TV, radio, um, in books or anything else, and following what they do to make something happen for ourselves. And in truth, it's all within us. So I felt the greatest thing when I was doing this is that it's in you. Every answer for your life is within you. And if you can actually learn to work through your heart center, that's linking with your soul. So your soul is like your higher consciousness that knows all things. I'm not saying you want to know all things. Nobody wants to. We've come here to learn and experience with the mind. But if we link that, we only need to ask ourselves what is good for us. You know, um, if I've been invited to go somewhere, which is a long journey, um, to actually be able to stand and ask myself through my heart, my soul, um, is this for my highest and greatest good? Instead of just taking a journey without even knowing what it's going to be doing for me or why it went bad or um, wasn't right. So I, I believe it's, it's vital that um, people realize that actually they've got the answers within them. Um, one of the main themes that runs through the wish is the idea of abundance that we can all have. Some people say there's quite a lot of books out there which all talk about how to have abundance in your life. What would you say makes the wish different than these other books? Well, <laughs> we're not going to mention the other books, are we? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say this, that um, firstly, I believe that each of us has it within ourselves and that we can work abundance and actually speak in our minds of, I have abundance in all things. And the wish is a step-by-step -step way of creating everything in you, for you, in your life, which actually creates your own abundance. And it's done with happiness, with love, and it is a step-by-step, -step, very simple guide that takes you through this process. And I actually don't know of any book, and I'm dot, 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 being very careful here, um, that really takes you through the step-by-step -step process and all the ifs and buts that you and I go through in life, um, you know, questioning, doesn't cover all that. And I really made sure that the wish did, and it really does help people make their own dreams come true. Right, um, because... I I think there'll probably be a lot of people listening tonight who would say they have a lack of money in their lives and they're always struggling to make ends meet. Would you say it's okay to make a wish for money or is it wrong to want more money in your life? Oh, I will never make any judgments on this, Mark, because, you know, all said and done, we have, and the universe doesn't mind, we have the right to have whatever we wish for in our lives. And... You know, abundance and wealth, of course, are, are a wonderful open-ended um, part of our lives and should be. And if it is actually um, a financial need, 
you know, and one goes through the steps of the book to understand, you know, what is your fear, what is, you know, your true role, your talent, your passions, and that you can actually use those in your life. Then I would say without a doubt, if you truly sit and you wish to have money in your life, there is no question you can actually have that form and that comes. Now, I got an email from a lady girl last week, and she, um, this is from Australia, because it came out in Australia a bit earlier, <laughs> and bless her, she said to me um, that she had done the wish, she'd read the books, and worked through it, and loved it, and then she said, and um, I must share with you that so many of my wishes have come true. Now, this is all very fast, and she said, and I've won the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought, you know, and bless her, she said that I could share that with people. And I, I thought that was kind because why not? You know, if that's if it's exactly really, it gave her her golden um, tick, if you like, to um, the abundance that she wished for in her life. And she's not the only one. Um, I spoke with a lady this morning on the phone. Um, and she had said to me that, um, and we were laughing actually, because she's a sort of TV board, and she said, um, I'd wished to have enough money to survive. And she said, and in the last month or two, that's exactly what I've got. And she said, I realized I made a mistake. And I said, oh, don't say that. And she said, yes, I have, because she said, why should I restrict myself? How silly have I been? I'm doing another wish. And we were laughing, because since she did that, which was a few days ago, um, apparently, um, everything started to happen, and she's been offered amazing new jobs, three, um, everything that would bring, if you like, to her a great deal of money. So who am I to say what people wish for? I think we should all feel free to wish for what we truly would like in our lives. That's what we have to be careful of. Because I know you've as you said, you've, the wish has already been out in Australia, and you've you've re- led um, various workshops about the wish. Have you got any plans for leading workshops in this country, in the UK? Because I know obviously you're going to be busy publicising the book, but have you got oh, any yes, plans? Yes, I expect I will be. Yeah. But I am, actually, I just agreed today that I would do the Mind, Body and Spirit um, in November, um, on the 12th of November. Is it in, this, London. in, in London, yeah. 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 Yeah, Yeah. because, um, you know, if I can do that and help as many people as possible, you know, get that together and and go for it, then I'm doing my life's work. Right. And you've also got a a DVD of The Wish Out as well, is that right? I have. The DVD um, I did um, quite a time ago, says she, um, because of doing the courses. And um, it's a very, um, not... Well, it is an in-your-face DVD of do this, do that, do the other, but it does give you illustrations and pictures and to assist people. And I, I reckon the DVD supports the book, actually, in a very good way for the visual. Right. And also my voice, of course, you can imagine. <laughs> you've got that all the way through, and everybody's going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, just moving on, just got a few more questions. Um, I, I notice also that, Recently, you've been working with uh, the Radio T disc jockey, Johnny Walker, and he's making a film about his spiritual experiences. Are you able to tell us anything about that at all? Oh, you're very, very up to date. 
Um, do you know, I wish I could, but um, I, I truly don't know. There was so much that we've covered, Johnny and I, in, in film. I won't tell you how many hours we did. You can imagine. He talks, I talk. Whoops. Um, and I think we covered so many subjects and areas. I don't know yet what's going to come of it all, but anything that's going spare will go on YouTube. I can promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> And, and bless him, you know, he's taking a wonderful spiritual journey. And, you know, that takes a lot of courage for somebody that's got um, fame. Yeah. Because it's only at this time now that um, they have the freedom to an extent to go out there more and not be knocked or stopped. You know, a lot of powers that be um, don't wish for real spiritual truth to be out there in case people become too empowered and you guess where i'm coming from yeah actually that, that leads into my next question because i sorry I, about that no that's okay because <laughs> i was looking at your website and you've got a page about uh, 2011 and the great change um what sort of message would you say to our listeners about what is going on in the world today just a few little things maybe few little things. Because yeah. mm. <laughs> I, I know there's lots you could say on that. Oh, yes, you yeah. bet there is. Yeah. I, look, the world's going through, um, and humanity is going through, an amazing shift, and um, more awareness, openness, and it doesn't matter where you speak of in the world, um, the people, and it's people power, in, in truth, are waking up to an extent. It's never too late for us all to wake up while we're living and try and find the truth and freedom. And that's what I feel is, is happening now very, very strongly. And however much it's a horror to know that there are powers out there that are endeavoring to stay as rulers um, and hold this back, they know, as well as you and I do, that it's over. And the freedom is going to come to the people, and that's us, <laughs> to truly be able to do what we wish in our lives and have a greater freedom. I don't know what else to say to you because I could speak on all areas no, of the no, world. No. Oh, yeah, that's I've, right. Have you got an hour or two, people? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, I've, I've got one final question because our, our time's nearly up. But uh, apart from working with humans, you've, you've also done a lot of psychic work with animals. Could you tell us a little bit about how, how you work with animals, please? Well, animals um, I resonate with. So. Um, I get a reflection that hits me on an animal, and it doesn't really matter what animal it is. I I feel I can go onto their level and work with them and pick up a sense, and that can come in visual, and I can put it into words, rather like I do if I'm getting a spirit communication, um, of what's wrong and what they're sensing or feeling. And as long as I can think like them, which obviously is not very human, um, I, I do a lot of work with them to help them. I, I work with rescue dogs. I've got rescue dogs, rescue cats, rescue horses, rescue people. <laughs> and um, I've worked with um, animals 
I think actually all my life, because I was born and bred with animals, and I've always managed to speak with them. And I've got a lot of time for animals. And they're really part of my energy field. What else can I say on that? I mean, um, I'm very, very fond of animals. And they go from elephants downwards. <laughs> <laughs> right, well... Uh, it seems to have passed really quickly the time but we've we've gone through a whole half hour just speaking together and it's been very enlightening and and encouraging to hear from you and hear about the wish which is as i'll say again is is due to be published next week in the uk and i wish i was father pun i wish you all the best with it angela and, <laughs> and in you. your work and thank you very I've much for speaking it. to us tonight it has been such a pleasure i've loved every moment okay thanks very much then <laughs>